from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here in Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern Time, we are live taking your calls right now at 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. And we have Dream Team in studio, Michelle and Dion. And I have a secret. Hi, Don. <laughs> that Michelle just told me not What's to tell. It's your birthday's coming up this weekend. It's Michelle's birthday weekend. That's true. True story. So, true story. <laughs> so, give us a call, even if just to wish Michelle a very, very, very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Michelle. Thanks, Don. Hey, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Guess what? It is open calls, and you know what that means. That means any questions are on the table for career talk today. So if you're in a bad job looking for a new one, or maybe you can't get a second interview, or you're not getting any bites at all, today is the day to call. Or maybe you're a brave soul, and you want to do an on-air mock interview. We love doing those. 844-844-942-7866. So we're very excited today to welcome Lily Linton in studio. Lily is a leadership development and communications coach with over 15 years of management consulting experience. She's dedicated significant efforts to studying corporate culture and the impact of specific leadership styles on performance and is a contributing author for McGraw-Hill's Leadership Without Excuses, published in April 2010. Welcome, Lily. Dawn, thank you for having me. We're very excited. We always love having guests in studio. So so tell us a little bit about the work you do. So half of my practice revolves around coaching people one-on-one executives, mostly uh, in a business setting. And uh, the other half of my practice is coaching executive teams. So I'll go in and work with a team of executives and take them through a series of topics and help them to be better leaders. Mm -hmm. So if you're tuning in and you've got a question, maybe you're looking to get promoted, you're looking to get a raise. We're going to talk about all those things today. Or maybe, maybe you're in a new job and you are struggling. We want to hear from you. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM channel 132. So let's just dive right in, Lily, and talk about, I want to talk about getting a raise and getting a promotion. Because one of the things I think I hear a lot from clients, and I'm sure you do too, is that internally organizations are are not um, as great about giving good raises or, or even rewarding internal employees and I hear a lot that that people are leaving companies to go do a job somewhere else perhaps at a competitor because even the raises they get when they do get promoted aren't really that significant so I want to talk today about how if you love your company and you want to stay there but maybe you're not feeling you're compensated at market rate or maybe you've been there for a long time and your small raises have totally knocked you out of market rate how you can get a raise so let's let's kind of start there what are some things, Lily, that people need to think about if they're planning to ask for a raise? Well, I think one of the things that's really important is an ongoing conversation. A lot of people think that the only time they can bring this up is during performance reviews, and that happens once a year. If that. Yeah, right? And sometimes throughout the following year instead of on a timely basis. So I think what's important to realize is that it's an ongoing conversation And that way you're not surprised when it comes around. And also I would counsel that, you know, a lot of times people think that when they do have that once-a-year review that your manager remembers all the great stuff that you've done, and that's clearly not it. Yeah. They might remember the last thing you did last week, but they're not going to remember what you did eight months ago. I don't even remember what I did eight (laughs) months ago. Never mind asking somebody else to remember what I did eight months ago. Exactly, right? So the onus is on you. And you can't expect someone else to carry your flag 
you have to carry your own. Yeah, and and you know the idea of performance reviews. It, it you know I know that there's a lot of people who say to me that you know it's kind of just you go through the motions. It's not even you know you sign this, you sign this, great job. And so I do think the onus is on the employee to push those meetings a little bit more. And even if your your boss isn't meeting with you regularly, why not schedule something? Why not say, hey, I'd love to have a once a month meeting. That way I can update you on my status, get any feedback, and then in those meetings. Come prepared to say, hey, here are the things I've accomplished. Here's the status on this project. Because you're right. People are busy. They're paying attention to their own things. And I think if you start doing that, your response from your manager is going to go up significantly because they probably don't have any idea what you're doing or how complicated it might be. And it's also a game changer for you because your peers probably aren't thinking this way. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get a leg up on others take control of your career. Yeah. And one of the things we hear a lot um, is, you know, your career decisions are a lot of them are made when you're not in the room because people in the higher levels know who's leaving. They know the strategy. They know what's coming. And they're thinking about who would be good for that role and who should we move this project to. And when they're having those conversations, if they don't know what you've been doing, then you're going to miss out. And you know what? You're right. It's not fair if you've been the one working the hardest and doing all the most complex projects and they don't know about it. You have to make sure they know about it. And for a lot of us who are humble and don't like to send the, you know, group email, hey, look at me, look at me, which <laughs> right. is not me. Um, there's better ways to do this. You can you can subtly do this maybe in a staff meeting, giving a team update, for example. Say, here's what our team has been doing. Exactly. And say, you know, I want, I want two minutes on the agenda every staff meeting just to give an update or like we talked about a few minutes ago scheduling those monthly meetings or bi-weekly meetings with your boss and and building your own report you don't have to use something the company you know doesn't have just <laughs> that made no sense um you don't have to use something um that's pre-existing if your company doesn't have it create your own exactly and sometimes um you know i would say i hear often People will say to me, geez, I, I can't understand why Jim, he's the one that got promoted. I'm the one that's been on this huge project. I'm the one that's done all the work. Yeah. And this person gets promoted. And people think that if they keep their head down and they, they work very hard, that the promotions will come. And it's interesting because you'll find out the two people with similar backgrounds, similar contributions – uh, they don't always get similarly paid mm -hmm. or rewarded. And it really is that you have to take control of your own destiny. Yep. Hey, that's an, that's the theme of this show. Take control of your own destiny. Let's do it. Let's do it. 844-WHARTON-844-942-7866. Hey, if it's Thursday, it is open call Career talk all hour long, 844-942-7866. It's also Michelle's birthday weekend, so if you'd like to call in and sing to her, she would love that. Perfect. <laughs> I will judge. Yeah, otherwise otherwise I'm going to have to sing to her, and she won't love that. So <laughs> she's heard me sing. <laughs> we were in choir together. Everybody's yeah. heard you sing. I know. That's <laughs> true. That's true. We actually have a, a song, if you haven't heard it. The, the... Extra points of a different language, mm -hmm. maybe. Can I tell the story I love? I don't know which story that is, but go for it. When we were celebrating your birthday and you came out. With oh, a, God. Is it? Do I have the green light? <laughs> yeah, she came out, you guys, with a cassette tape of her singing Tiffany's at 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now. And it was amazing. It is like it sounds almost exactly like Tiffany singing in the mall. Don, I bet your students want a hold of that recording. Yeah, this is Come this on. is going to be bad. I mean, <laughs> so good. We should let our listeners hear it. I totally forgot about that. I'm seeing Is that career happen. limiting maybe I or no? Are we good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think any yeah, no, I think anything <laughs> of me singing is career limiting for sure. Michelle's the professional singer. Dion's the professional drummer. So they are the musicians in this crew for sure. <laughs> 844-942-7866. If you want an opportunity to sing on national radio, go ahead and give us a call. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> we will.
will we will let you do that. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132. And we're here today with Lily Linton in studio. She is a leadership development and communications coach. And we're talking all about how to get a raise and how to – we're really talking about, Lily, is how to empower your career and how to make sure the people around you are aware of what you're doing. And part of that is creating a system for yourself to, one, track your accomplishments – but then get it in front of people, whether it's in, in a you know an update in a staff meeting or a regular meeting with your boss. But let's talk about this idea of tracking accomplishments because I think this can be hard for people who feel like they don't have a job that is measured. So, I mean, it's easy in sales or it's easy in, in jobs where you, you kind of have that numerical measurement. But there's a lot of roles that don't really lend themselves to that. How can people who are not in roles – measure their success because what we know is companies are are, they're about profit they're going to reward people who contribute to the bottom line and I think it's important for everyone regardless of your role to communicate that I think I think one of the things you brought up a little bit earlier was um, you know getting out if you're not feeling like uh, geez I want all of this attention on me you know uh, we have a large uh, a large portion of our workforce that are introverts so that that's another layer, right? I'm one. Oh, and here you are on a radio show. Yeah, but mostly I just talk to myself, so it's okay. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, so one of the things is shining a light on your team, and um, through that team, your accomplishments are gonna, going to come through. Uh, a lot of uh, people also are comfortable writing, so maybe writing an article for LinkedIn and posting that. Um, maybe contributing with with someone else on an article, um, asking to be part of a of a project that really doesn't have anything to do with <clears throat> your day to day. Yeah, I love that idea. I think that's one thing that people, if you're looking to get a raise or a promotion, visibility is going to be critical. And and not just visibility in your own group, but visibility across groups is so important because you want again those those higher ups talking to one another about, "Hey, have you have you seen Lily's performance on this? Oh yeah, she just worked on a project with our team. I, I agree. She has those great skills." And that's what you want. So you can seek out these projects. Again, you don't have to wait to be asked or presented, you can go to your manager and say, hey, I'm really interested in learning more about the marketing team or the the sales team or the product line of this. Is there any way that I can you know, shadow or participate or get involved. And it may not happen that day. It's not going to be like, bam, you're going to do it right now. But something you can plant the seed to say, okay, um, let's work this out. Let's talk to some people and let's see how we can get this going. You can also just start going to lunch with people outside of your... your (laughs) I have the best story for that. (laughs) Okay. I love the, the... that you brought that up. I was thinking about this on the way in, um, how entertaining it is for my family. We have uh, my nephew, he's a senior in the engineering school at University of Pittsburgh. And uh, he had a, he had an internship at a great global consulting company. And what he decided to do at the end of his internship, he sent, he sent uh, messages out to the head of sales and the head of manufacturing and I, I think the, the global person in charge of consultants. And he asked them all to lunch. Gutsy. And they I love all, it. And they all went. And he offered to take them to lunch. Nice. And he's on kind of a tight budget as a college student. Of course, none of them picked him up on, you know, having him pay for lunch. But it is astounding that each one of those people said yes. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that somebody will want to have lunch with you. But you never asked, right? That is such a great point because that's the thing most people would talk themselves out of that and say i'll look silly they'll think this they won't who cares who cares right now they have no idea who you are what you do or that you even exist you know right now like you know it's you've got zero so your chances when you send that email are more than zero (laughs) like you know absolutely Do it. Do it. Okay. If you're listening and there's something that you've wanted to do, email, hire up for lunch, reach out to a networking contact. I mean, do it. What do you have to lose? Of course you want to prepare. Of course you want to be respectful of their time. Of course you want to think about what you want to say. I mean, all those things are a given. But if what is stopping you is your own mind, what if this? What if that? Kill that. Kill that. And just do it. 
Today's all about taking control of your own destiny. And guess what? The person who has the most control of your career is you. And the second you realize that, you are going to change everything about how you approach your workday. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM channel 132. It is open calls. Right now we're talking about your destiny and how you can create the one that you want. And if you've got a story to share or today we're doing Sing Along on Career Talk. So if you'd like to sing on national radio, we welcome that too. 844 844- Wharton, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Lily Linton in studio. And we're talking right now about getting a raise and and how to show your accomplishments. So I think one of the things um, that is a great technique if you're looking how to measure your accomplishments in a in a in a way if you don't have that as part of your job, like a salesperson, is think about what happens if you don't show up to work tomorrow. And then you don't show up the next day. You don't show up the next day. What are those things that are going to fall through the cracks and are going to impact the company? So, for example, if you're an administrative assistant and you take care of all the travel plans for the executives, if you're not there to do that, those executives don't get to their meetings. They don't meet their clients. Those clients don't buy products. And that impacts the bottom line. And I think you have to recognize your role, no matter what department you're in, has an impact on that bottom line. And I think when you start to figure that out through this this deductive reasoning, you start to realize, again, how powerful you are and how valuable you are. And then you have the language to show others. So if you work in a role that you're having trouble quantifying, we want to hear from you. We will help you quantify your role. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM channel 132. So what about, you know, we're talking, um, Lily, about uh, going to lunch with other people in other departments and reaching out to people. What if you work in a small company and there's not a lot of opportunity or maybe you're a remote worker and so you're not really seeing people? I mean, how, how would you get noticed or get your accomplishments noticed if you're you're like in a remote situation? Well, I would say there's there's a lot of different ways to do this. One would be to get involved in your community become a mentor to someone. It does two things. It, it First of all, there's no uh, downside to ever helping someone else. And the second part of it is that you begin to see what your strengths really are when you begin to help someone else more junior. Mm-hmm. So you never know where your network may take you, but serving your community, figuring out, let's say you're uh, in marketing, join your local AMA, start going to meetings, you will meet interesting people. And, you know, I, I'm not really a big fan of telling everybody to lean in and do this and that there's not really a prescription. But I will tell you that uh, I do find that when people look outside of their job and get a chance to design their time, if you're thoughtful about it, you might just come up with something that you never thought of before. Being creative. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM channel 132. And we are here with Lily Linton, who is a leadership development and communications coach, talking all about how to gain visibility is essentially what we're talking about here. And I think, I think, yeah, as a rem- if you're working remotely, look to your community. That's that's what you're saying. Look, look, you know, look where in your geography, but also make an effort if you can to attend meetings in person twice a year if you're if you're able to do that or make it a point to have uh, regular meetings with with certain people who who maybe aren't people you would meet with regularly if you're in the office but you're just going to have a 15 minute check-in once a week because you don't see them in the hallway so I think there's things again that you can do most of these things if you hear the theme are are ones you're going to have to take initiative on I mean no one's going to tell you to do it no one's going to ask you to do it in a lot of these cases and you have to think what can I do to be more visible because I think when you're looking for a raise or a promotion visibility you know, obviously competence and, and likability and all those things, but sure. visibility, because there's so many people who are so qualified, but aren't visible and don't feel comfortable 
you know, pushing that visibility. So think, how can this work for you? What can you do that feels comfortable yet gets that word out? Because I guarantee nobody knows how hard you're working. Exactly. Except you. So one of the interesting things that's come up in the last few years is the use of Zoom Mm -hmm. and tools of that nature. So if you are working remotely, one one of the things you may want to consider is even if it's not part of your company's culture, right? Be a game changer and sign up for Zoom. It's free. And you can start speaking to people and they can see you visually. Mm-hmm. So we know that, what is it, Don? like 35% of when you're presenting is your, or is it 60%? I forget the percentage is pretty high, it's, but it's, it's your visual. Yeah. Very little is, are your words. Right. So if people can see you, they can actually connect to you and vice versa. You can do the same. And it's, extremely um, effective. It doesn't cost anything. And I have been using Zoom in my coaching meetings in the last few years, and it is a big difference. You're so right. And I'm going to, I'm, oh, we love doing true confessions on Career Talk. I'm going to do a true confession. <laughs> oh, here. boy. Uh, yeah. And here we go. Part, I know. <laughs> D- Dion's laughing. It's rolling. I know. <laughs> yeah, but Dion, you have the power to erase things. Which is yeah, why I'm, but I I'm, don't. I know. I know. You never do. Um, uh, so here's the deal. Like, I don't do that very often. One, because I'm an introvert. But two, because I want to multitask. And that is terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> but like, okay, the people listening, you know you're not using video capability because you want to multitask. You want to be checking your emails. You want to be doing other things. And when, you, when you're on video, you can't do that. So... I'm going to say I'm going to stop that. I because you can't connect with people one right. if you're multitasking because you're not even engaged in the conversation, but right. two it it makes a world of difference when you are face to face with somebody right. even through a video camera. And there is one other monkey wrench. Okay. So you may be all business on top and your pajama bottoms on the on the bottom of you because you know th- this sometimes happens when we're working from home. So be careful with that if you're on Zoom, because if you have to get up and and find that file, you're going to be found out. Yep. Wear pants. Dion. (laughs) Please wear pants. Wear (laughs) fan pants on the show, for sure. Yeah, we are are pro pants on your show. Wear your pants. 844-844-942-7866 is our number here at Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're talking about how to be visible in your company, how to show your accomplishments, even if you're not in a job that is traditionally measured in dollars. We want to help you create that because here's the deal. You are doing great things if people don't know know about them, including your boss, your team, people outside your department. And and chances are they don't because they're in their world paying attention to their problems and their crises. So you need to step up and make sure people know what you're doing. And there there are definitely some some easy ways to do that that you can implement, but nobody's going to make you do it. You have to do it. And if you're thinking about a promotion or a raise or you want to get picked for that cool new client or project, people need to be aware of what you're doing because guess what? A lot of these decisions are made when you're not in the room and people start thinking about who they want to work with and then it's too late. It's too late. 844-942-7866. Have you got some tips on how to be more visible in your organization so that you get more opportunities? We would love to hear them on Career Talk, 844-942-7866. So I think, you know, a couple of other things about getting a promotion or raise, Lily, is you really have to think about about your work as a career and not a job. Because I think when you think about a job, you think about in the lines. Like, here's what I have to do. Here's what I'm responsible for. But when you start thinking more of career-minded, you start thinking about how can I help over here? How can I how can I be a partner to this organization to help grow the business? And when you start thinking that, that mindset, more opportunities become visible to you. Right. So one of the things that – so one of the areas that I work in frequently is uh, building your credibility – and um, and increasing your presence. So people are not picking up on the fact that companies will spend money on your development, and they are spending money on it. So um, a lot of times companies, so I'll teach courses within companies' internal universities, and I'll be coaching someone, and they'll tell me, they'll 
they'll say, oh, you know, I really need some help on my presentation skills. And I'll already know that the company has a presentation skills course. And I'll ask them, well, you know, they had that course last week. Did you think maybe that would be a good course? Oh, I didn't have the time. The interesting thing is the company is offering you the opportunity. Take that chance because they're bringing in high-end people for a few hours within the context of your company, possibly. And what do I do if I work for a small company and they're not doing that? Well, there's webinars. There's things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money. But a lot of times company have just companies will have just a little bit of money put aside. And it never hurts to ask. Yeah, even if they don't have money put aside, I mean, to ask and to have a business case. I mean, it's not just about, hey, can I spend $1,000 learning X? It's about saying, you know, I've reviewed my job and I think this course would help me be better at my job and help me produce more output or whatever it is. And building that business case and thinking through it. And you know what? You're right. The person may say no. The person may say we don't have it in the budget this year. But they also may say, you know what? We don't have it in the budget this year, but we're going to put it in the budget next year. Or... Sure. (laughs) You know, let's figure out how to make that work. Maybe they just give you time off to take it. I mean, just a few days that you don't have to use against vacation. But again, we're going back to the key here, Lily, which is if you don't ask, you don't get, period. (laughs) Right. I have a I have a just a short story. A a friend of mine was changing careers and he was uh, at the top of the house at the ATF in the military, in the government. And um, he wanted to change careers. So for three years before he left, he took every certification course available. And nobody batted an eye because that was part of the budget. There were lots of other people not taking uh, advantage of this. And he got uber trained. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like a crazy certification lunatic. He would call me and he's like, hey, Lil, I just got this one. I'm like, oh, my God, how did you have the time to do this? And he's like, look, you know, the company's offering and I just took him up on it. And he was so happy that he did when he changed careers because it really put him at a much higher level. Yeah, and here's the fact. The fact is people are staying at jobs an average of 4.2 years. The market is changing. Technology advances are, are creating automated jobs and other things. So the fact is even if you are happy where you are, chances are a merger, acquisition, or other changes in, in globalization can have an impact on your job. So if you have the opportunity to broaden your skills, do it. Take advantage of that because you don't know what next year is going to hold and if you have these things in your pocket, you're going to be so much better off. Hey, you're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. We are Career Talk, and we're here with Lily Linton talking all about promotions and raises. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some things that could sabotage your chance of a promotion or raise and the do's and don'ts. So you don't want to miss that. Hey, you got a question? 844-942-7866. But right now, we're going to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? Okay. A human neck has seven vertebrae or bones. Dion is cracking up. It starts with a human neck. (laughs) What? Poor Lily's face is like, what the hell did I get into? Wow, this is interesting. No, this is really interesting. (laughs) I'm going to learn. I have my pen out. This might might be the most interesting thing you hear today. How many bones? (laughs) All right, human neck has seven vertebrae or bones. How many bones does a giraffe have in its neck? If you think you know, 844-WARDEN. For me, they're all left turns. Yeah, 844-WARDEN. 844-942-7866 if you want to venture an answer for the pre-break quiz or if you just want to call in and wish Michelle a very happy birthday weekend. We are here all hour on Career Talk. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brown.
Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here on Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, Series XM, Channel 132. So, so you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. That's, no. Um, Karaoke time. Yeah. That is Tiffany's version, not mine. Just saying. Sounds just like you. <laughs> I really want to steal that tape from your house. <laughs> I will give it to you. I will give it to you. I don't even know where we found that. That shows where the party went that night. How are we digging through, like, stuff under my bed? I do not know. Um, 844-942-7866. Hey, if you missed the pre-break quiz, here it is in case you have an answer. All right. A human neck has seven vertebrae. How many does a giraffe have in its neck? If you think you know, give us a call, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. We'd love to hear from you, but we're going to answer that in a few minutes. Right now, we are going to get back to our discussion. Hey, if you want to get a promotion or a raise and don't know how to ask, today is your day on Career Talk. We're talking about that all hour long. 844-942-7866. And we are here with Lily Linton, who is offering her expertise as an executive coach. And Lily, where can people reach you after the show if they'd like more information? Uh, they can originally find me on LinkedIn and uh, also just uh, just Googling me. Mm-hmm. It'd be and great. That's Lily with two L's, L-I-N-T-O-N. And remember, if you send a LinkedIn message to make it personalized so that Lily knew you, hear her, you heard her on Career Talk. All right. All right. So I want to talk about some of the things that could potentially sabotage your promotion or raise. So if you're doing some of these things, you even if you're a stellar worker, you may be diminishing your chances of getting that. So so the first thing is um, you're a complainer, your poor attitude. And I think we have, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of people who are very successful, but then there's the term, but they leave dead bodies in their wake. They, you know, they step on people, they're not collaborative, and yet they're achieving great results. So, you know, how would, how would you coach people like that to change their behavior as, as an executive coach, Lily? So um, taking the air out of the room is the old devil's advocate. So people think that they're offering a very smart opinion because they're going against the crowd in the room and they're saying, oh, well, have you thought of this? And then they take the air out of the room. That's that's one of the ways people take it, the air out of the room. And that's really not showing that you're a team player or helping unless you have a solution. So a lot of times people grow up throughout their career and they're doing this all day long. And people are receiving it as people. People are receiving them as very negative. Mm-hmm. To your point, so the negativity can also happen in a condescending uh, manner or communication that you might have. Yeah, and you might not even hear it. So the interesting thing is, you know, people around you closest to you, they do hear it, and it's really interesting. I, I talk about uh, listening in some of my courses, and we cannot hear our own tones. It's not possible. Interesting. We are not, uh, we're not able to do it. We can hear, oh, wow, that might not have sounded too good or I didn't, or, or I didn't really mean it to come out that way. Um, if you can hear that, trust me, it's a lot different than the other person receiving it on the other end. So the complaining part of it, it really comes out in so many different ways. But I would say that taking the air out of the room is something that's kind of common and people think that they seem brilliant when they're bringing up the the other side of why something won't work. Um, It's the old adage, you know, can you bring a solution to the table maybe and lift people up instead of dragging an entire team of people down? I mean, think about the money that is spent in a room when you have executives in the room. It's easy to say why something won't work, right? So I, I completely agree. I think awareness is is the first step. And I think, you know, I, I will say, here's another true confession. These are not very juicy, though. So <laughs> it's like a, I'm oh, an boy. INTJ and our, on the Myers-Briggs, and our natural tendency is to hone in on what's wrong. That's just, that's just what we see first. And I had to learn a tough lesson that, you know, why that can be helpful in certain situations to be able to see the gaps and build contingency plans. That can't be the first thing out of my mouth. Like, that's that, you know... How's this going to work or that's not going to work? And so I have learned to coach myself to say, okay, let's let's look at some of the positive things and then 
then you know move over to the holes or something like that so I have I, I mean personally I had to learn that that tough lesson myself and so I think and I also think there's a way to present ideas too that that aren't crushing somebody else or you know talking over somebody else or dismissing I see that a lot in meetings where somebody makes an idea or, or puts forth an idea and somebody else just jumps in with something else and they're off and running so right. I mean I do think paying attention to that and then you know certainly the complaining side of things again if this is your mo that the first thing you do is roll your eyes or or make a snarky comment and you know people are noticing this and while you may have a very close coworker, you can kind of do that with and vent with be careful because people take note of that and they want to promote and give raises and and work with people who are likable it's a it's a sheer fact Think about this. Think about if somebody who is annoying comes into a meeting late or interrupts you. Your first thought is, ah, what a jerk. But think about if somebody who's really likable and just a great person shows up for the meeting late. You automatically think, oh, they must have had a good excuse. I mean, likability is so critical. So I want to talk for a few minutes on how you can increase your likability in the workplace because there's proven research that people who are deemed likable get away with things and I'm not saying you should be getting away with things but I mean just are more accepted they're given more information which can be certainly helpful to your career Um, people want to associate with them people pick them for projects and so let's talk about that let's let's talk about some concrete ways you can build your likability at work. Well, that, there's a famous study, um, uh, a Harvard, Harvard uh, Business Review study on competence and likability, and everyone thinks that they want to work with the most competent person in the room, but actually Harvard studied that and found out that, to your point, likability ruled every time on mm-hmm. high-performing teams. So remember, I said high-performing teams. They want to work with people that are easy to work with, mm-hmm. and they will they – will, uh, backfill the gaps of someone not not having all the skills if they're likable. So to your point, I can't I can't even think of anything more important than trying to hone that skill of likability. Yep. The uh the other point about likability is the fact that um we will uh we'll work harder to bring someone along if they're likable. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's how people get picked for projects. Yep. And the more projects you get picked right. for, the more visible you get, the more experience you get, the more people you meet, and the more successful you are. Yeah. And, and I think Amy Cuddy did a lot of those studies on mm-hmm. likability and competence. Yep. Um, and, and it comes down to trust. People want to be able to trust you, that you're not going to stab them in the back, that you're not going to take credit for their work. And and so, you know, there's just some easy things you can do. For example, if you're going to promote yourself in a meeting, how about promoting other people and exactly. say, you know, I really want to thank Lily for, for yeah. the work she did. You know, you, got, you may not have recognized. I mean, that's an easy one. Or if you're always the first to jump in with an answer, recognize that and say, you know, um, you know, I'd like to hear what Lily has to say or wait for others. You may have a great idea, but why not let somebody on your team put the idea forth, even if it's your idea? You know, things like that are really put your phone away. Turn your phone off when you're meeting with people. Pay attention. I mean, we're such we're, we're so busy. We have so many bells and whistles pulling our attention but it's people can tell when you pay attention to them I mean take five minutes in the morning to walk down the hall and ask people how are you and mean it I mean these things are so easy to do and go a long way in increasing your likability hey you've got any ways to be more likable in the workplace we (laughs) want to hear from you 844-844-942-7866 we're talking all about how to increase your visibility how to get a raise and promotion and um, be that person that people want to hire. Um, So let's talk a little bit about more things that could sabotage this, Lily. Um, so we talked about complaining and a poor attitude. Um, you know, I think in, in um, you know, poor communication skills is something that we've, we've sort of been alluding to. But um, if you're not able to communicate your value mm-hmm. and expect others to do that work for you, you're again not going to be visible. So how can you how can you get better at communicating your value? Whether you're a remote employee, whether you work in a small or big organization. Well, I think we brought up some of the ideas earlier in the program about how to communicate your value, but I think it's the way that you communicate. And you can become uh, stronger 
at your communications by watching others that you admire. And some executives that are very, uh, that have the highest degree of followership, you'll watch them in meetings and they engage the audience. So instead of taking over and being direct throughout the meeting, they'll ask those really important questions that cause a great conversation to occur. And if you're able to model that behavior, and maybe you're an introvert and you're not comfortable doing these things, get really good at asking questions and watch the conversation flow. And that also goes back to the people that are the naysayers and the complainers and the devil's advocates. Mm -hmm. Just think about your devil's advocacy point. You might have an awesome point that's going to derail a project that you see way before everybody else, perhaps putting a question together. Have we thought of it this way? That is so much easier to hear than someone taking the air out of the room. And that's a way to do it. Yeah, I do think the ask a question approach is is um, going to be super helpful if you're the person who kind of dives in and takes over the meeting. 844-942-7866. I want to answer our pre-break quiz because I'm sort of excited about this. <laughs> I just am, um, Dion. A human neck has seven vertebrae or bones. How many does a giraffe neck have? Do you think you know? All right. So here's the thing. Yeah. I was going to say seven because I figured it was a, it was a trick question. <laughs> but then I thought about, like, how their necks bend. Mm-hmm. And so they, they would have to have, like, really long, like, big vertebrae. And their necks wouldn't bend the way that they actually bend. So I'm going to say your, your face is telling me I might be right with seven. Oh my God! You know me so well. I'm right. You were. You yes. are. Wow. And you're also right, though. Like this is so funny. You're also right that that they are longer, and people are saying, "How can their necks bend that way if they're longer?" But but they do. All right. Giraffes <laughs> have the same number of neck bones as humans. Both giraffes and humans have seven neck vertebrae, but it gets better. Um. Yeah. So the difference is in the giraffe, they're like ten inches long. As a rule, all mammals have the same number of vertebrae in their necks, regardless of whether you're a giraffe, mouse, human, or whatever, except for sloths and manatees. Wow. I, I wow. Just, you Those didn't are... find that to be fascinating that every mammal well, has. Let's just seven... pack it up and go home. Like, now. That's, <laughs> that's all we needed to know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I thought that was so fascinating. I find your fascination with this more fascinating than <laughs> all right. the thing itself. I mean, we just dropped a sloth and a manatee on career talk. Like, that's yeah. impressive. I, I read a lot about, I just got really into this for some reason. <laughs> But I, I had a bonus one. I had a bonus. And you got this right. I'm super excited you got this this right because it was a trick question. So, and I think... I yeah, think I'm, you, I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. Dion log- logic kicks in. It does. This, <laughs> it finally works. This one you have only like... You only have five seconds to answer. No oh boy. All right. Ready? Ready? This is the only letter of the alphabet that doesn't appear in the name of any of the United States. Ready? Go. Five. X. Four. Three. Z. Two. One. <laughs> one of the funny thing I didn't write the answer on my paper. But <laughs> wow. Um, but I know the answer. <laughs> well, X is in Texas and Z is in Arizona. Darn. Oh, forgot mm-hmm. about Texas. Yep. Got him. Guess, Michelle? I'm going to say... I see you're going through the alphabet I in am. your head. <laughs> it seems like it would be so obvious. I know. But every letter I think of has a state with it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I need more than five seconds. <laughs> no, that's why I couldn't do this, because easily <laughs> over the break, you would. All right. I will tell you, it is Q. That's what I was thinking. Wow. Q. Q. Anyway, see, I, I mean, you just there's so many takeaways from the show, Lily. I, I You know, just... I don't know how I got as far as I have so far without it, <laughs> without really. Without knowing these things. <laughs> that thing about the neck. The neck bones is going to haunt me for not knowing that. You'll never forget it. Yeah. And, and you'll look yeah. at everything. It's every a cocktail creature. party starter for exactly. sure. You'll look at the squirrel and then the, like, wow, seven neck yeah. braids. Do you know yeah. that? Never going to forget it. 942 7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM channel 132. We're talking about ways you can get a promotion and right now we're talking about ways you might sabotage so we already talked about poor attitude um you know maybe you over promise or under deliver or maybe you step on other people's toes to get where you want to go um 
you don't think for yourself. This is an interesting one, Lily, because, you know, people want decisive individuals. And of course, there's reasons and times to collaborate and get feedback. But there's also times when you're going to need to be decisive without having all the information in front of you. Um, And you mentioned this earlier, Lily, keeping your head down. You cannot. You have to be responsible for your own visibility in an organization. Because even though you think everybody can see what you're doing and how hard you're working and all the little pieces, they're probably focused on what they're doing and need some type of either report or, or you know something from you that says, hey, here are my accomplishments because people forget. 844-942-7866. We're going to go to Tom in Pennsylvania. Welcome to Career Talk, Tom. What's on your mind today? Uh, good afternoon, everybody. I was calling because it's, I was hired to come in and, and take over for a general manager at a sales company. And this was about a year ago. And I, I was sat down last week and told that I wouldn't be taking that position because they had hired someone else, which was fine. But I also found out that they hired the person to take over at the same time they hired me a year ago. And that person has been, um, at a different part of the organization. And it, it was funny because it was a recruitive job and um, I was, I've was i been led for the last year to believe that I would be taking over that position and to find out three months before I was supposed to take over that they had already doubled down on that position makes me kind of not trust the employer anymore. Yeah, you think? And not, <laughs> yeah, and not, not really... I'm not really open to, you know, sticking around because it wasn't part of my plan. And, uh, you know, I've worked really hard to get where I'm at. And um, I was just wondering what you guys think, if, if, if I'm right in that thinking or if I should just, you know, wait to see what happens. Yeah, I think they clearly broke your trust by saying we're going to here's the plan and now we're we're changing the plan on you. Did they give you an explanation or anything around what the new plan is? No. I haven't been given anything and I, and I've been performing well, like in the role that I, I have, I, I beat expectations. You know, we, the company's done really well. And to find out, I think it's more age-based because I'm, I'm about 20 years younger than the position, uh, the guy that's taking the position. And I, I think it's more, they trust a, someone with, you know, more experience under their belt for that position as opposed to myself. Yeah. So so here's the thing. You've already given me a lot of information, Tom, that tells me that this is an organization that that has lost your trust. So you you were offered this this promotion. It didn't happen. You are beating expectations and no one is recognizing you for that. And it may very well be a culture where they value, um, you know, age and experience and they put those two together, even though that that, you know, is not necessarily the case. So you've got all of these signs that they're saying, we don't value you, Tom. Um, and I think you have to believe the actions, not the words. At this point, I, you know, I wouldn't jump ship. I would start looking elsewhere and wait to find another job so you don't have a gap. But I, I think you need to start looking for a place that will value what you bring to the table and a culture that respects your experience and your skill set regardless of, you know, gray hair. So, Lily, what are your thoughts for Tom? So that, that's definitely a route you can go. Um, what I'm wondering, Tom, is the fact that they didn't communicate to you yet, which could indicate that you're a valued team player and they're doing a really bad job at communicating, and they haven't figured out yet where they want to put you in the organization. So this kills me that you're going through this because communication is not happening in the right spots for you. So what you may want to do is is force the conversation. And I would I would just talk to them, make sure it's on a day you're calm, and just just go and, and ask them if they could take you through the thought process. And you might be pleasantly surprised as far as how hard it was for them to make that decision. And then I think you'll have a little bit more context in which, you know, to put your own plan together. I wouldn't do any threats or anything like that. I would just get more information because it sounds like sounds like you're a solid guy. You're um, solid in your career. And I would certainly not let 
a company's poor communication and poor handling of this in any way, Jade, how you feel about your strengths? Tom, is that an option for you? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been taking it. This has happened a week ago, and I've been taking my time, you know, going through going through my rationale, going through the possible scenarios that, you know, could have played out. There may be bigger, bigger things that they have in store for me, but yep. without that communicated, it, it just looks like a, a disloyal move. And yeah. um, I, I have, like I said, I have a plan, you know, a five, 10 year plan that the decision to come to this company was based around mm-hmm. and to have that thrown aside because of a of a lack of communication would be silly right now. And it happens all the time, Tom. Yeah, and I I would say, I I think having the conversation is very much warranted. Again, make sure it's not deemed as a threat. I mean, they they obviously know you know what's going on. And and just in all honesty, Tom, that conversation itself can inspire them to say, hey, you know, we we now are tipped off that Tom's looking, which is why I think you should start looking elsewhere to kind of cover yourself. But um, here's the deal. Remember, actions over words. So so even if they tell you something, you have to have them do something that will give you faith. Otherwise, we're going to find you calling back a year from now saying, well, they, they told me this again, and now we're a year later. So I, I would want some some action or something in, in writing or something in agreement or a raise, something that shows a good faith on their part because they've already proven you've you've given them the opportunity to trust them at their word and they they didn't do it so um you know what what did what do they got for you this time and i just want to make sure you're you're taken care of because you sound like you're awesome and they're not recognizing that awesomeness so tom good luck we're fingers crossed for you uh thank you so much for giving us a call on career talk 844-942-7866 is our phone number and we've been talking today all about visibility and how to ask for a raise or promotion and how to make sure people know that you are the real deal and doing um, great work. So a couple of quick tips as we close out. Um, Great time to ask for a raise or promotion is after a big accomplishment. So think about your timing. Timing is always essential. And also plant a seed. Don't expect it to happen right away. Uh, Rehearse and think about your plan. Tie it to the bottom line. Make sure that you are showing how this is going to be profitable. Depending on where you are, you might want to dress the part. So think about, you know, if uh, if you're looking to, to get promoted and others are, are wearing suits, you may want to think about that. Um, obviously, don't ask via email. Set up a meeting. Set up a time to talk about it. And remember, it's about planting seeds. And be careful about making it an ultimatum or or even using reasons like I need more money or I, you know, I'm not meeting my bills. Again, it got it has to be about the company and how they will benefit from the expertise and value you're bringing if you want them to think about a raise or a promotion for you. So those are our, our tips, and we're, we're hoping everybody's going to run out and, and get that raise and promotion. We're so thankful to have had Lily Linton here today. Um, Lily, one more time, where can people reach you? Don, tell people to find me on LinkedIn and Google search. My name's Lily, L-I-L-L-Y, Linton, L-I-N-T-O-N. And thanks so much for being so generous to have me on today. Well, we loved having you here on Career Talk. Thank you for all of your great advice. Of course, Michelle, happy birthday weekend. And Dion, who got the quiz correct. Dang, you go, Dion. And, of course, to all of our callers and listeners, we are here for you every week because we want you to have your dream role and be happy in your career. So you can find us on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. And if you're looking for other episodes, they're on iTunes and Google Play. You've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we will see you next time. 